You're listening to the CTK O'Fallon Podcast. Thank God for His Spirit. Thank God for every promise. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Thank you for staying faithful to the things of God. Amen. Aren't you thankful for God's faithfulness? I'm going to preach to us today from the book of Acts, chapter number 2. I also want to add one more reading while we're standing from the book of Matthew, chapter number 16. And I'm going to read two verses of Scripture from very familiar passages. And so I take you to Acts, chapter 2, but we'll begin at Matthew, chapter number 16. We're going to Matthew, chapter number 16, and verse... Number 18. How many have your Bibles in the house this morning? Amen, amen, amen. Good to have the Bible, the Word of the Lord in your hearts. Amen. Last, I think it was Wednesday night, Sister Great House walked in and I was, she was walking out as I was walking in and she said, I got to go back and get my Bible. I forgot my Bible. Amen. Don't you love the Word of God today? Something comforting about the Word of the Lord. Matthew chapter number 16 and verse number 18, Jesus said, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus said, I will build my church. In Acts chapter number 2, we want to go to verse number 39. And of course, we know verse 38. Repent, be baptized, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, he says, for the promise. Everybody say the promise. promise. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. And to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Yes. Need the help of the Holy Ghost today, but for the next couple of minutes, I want to preach to us about continuing apostolic heritage. Amen. Continuing apostolic heritage. Yes. I feel that this is the need for the hour. I feel that this is important for us in our life, for our generation. And so we need the help of the Holy Ghost today. Would you lay your Bibles down and let's just go to the Lord one more time in prayer. Let's ask God's Word to have His way in our heart. Lord, in Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, we thank You today for Your power. We thank You today for Your presence, for Your promise. Thank You for Your love and Your mercy. I pray in these next few moments that Your Word would speak to us. Let the Word of God, Lord, cleanse us, encourage us, strengthen us. God, edify us, challenge us. And Lord, let your spirit have a liberty in this house this morning. Let the Holy Ghost have a liberty in this house this morning. God, I pray right now that there would be no wall of hindrance. God, I pray everything that's not of God today, let it come down. Let it be torn down. God, let it crumble at the sight of your presence. God, at the sound of your voice. And let there be victory. Let there be a faith that rises in this sanctuary this morning. 
morning right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord, we magnify you today. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Somebody clap your hands and give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah, Lord, I praise your name. Hallelujah, Jesus, we bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the church said, Amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. you. May be seated in the name of the Lord. Continuing apostolic heritage. Continuing apostolic heritage. We have been given a great heritage today. We are custodians, if you will, of the tremendous truth of God's Word. Never in the history of humanity has His Word been so accessible to humankind. We have access to the Word of God. Thank God for His Word. Thank God for His truth that He speaks to us. Never in the history of humanity have we had such ease of access. Most of the world, there are still parts where the Word of God is not accessible. We're talking about Scripture and the Bible. But today, we are gluttons with access to the Word of God. It is to our discredit that we do not know the Word of God better than we do. It is to our shame that we know more truth often than we are living. But we have been blessed with access to the Word of God. We have it through the printed page. We have it through digital means and access in every way. Thank God today for not only the liberty to gather in His house, but the means to do so. I was thinking this morning as God was dropping an inch of rain in about five minutes on this area, what it would be like to have to go to church, amen, uh, uh, by horse and buggy or by walking through, I don't know if they had umbrellas 500 years ago or not, but walking to church and when there's rain, there's nothing you can do. And I was thinking like, man, I'm so glad that we have umbrellas and we have garages and we have cars. Nobody's going to help me preach this morning. <laughs> and when you pull up here, we've got a portico that you can pull up under. Uh, praise God for that. And we've got umbrella stands out there that you can borrow. Praise God for that. Amen. And I was thinking how good it was. And then I remembered that our garage is so full right now that we did not park in the garage. Okay? Well, at least I've got a car, and it's a short walk from that garage to the car. And so I opened up the garage to go to church this morning and saw that I had forgotten that yesterday, because it was so hot, I left all the windows down in my car. And so <laughs> I thought, well, well, maybe the rain just fell straight down and didn't get in the car. <laughs> no. It's like somebody just dumped buckets. So I came back inside and told the wife, I said, babe, you got to get ready really quick. 
I made a big mistake and we can't sit in the car. She said, can you just put a towel on it? I said, no, it's like soaking wet, soaking wet. My wife, <laughs> my sweetheart, the angel, that was what I was really going for right there. <laughs> so we got here to church, but we are blessed yes. more than any other people. Yes. Amen to have access to the Word of God. We've been given a goodly heritage. We have been given wonderful truths. I thank God that we can praise God today. Not only do we have access to His Word, but we have access to His Spirit. We have access to His Spirit. When you read in Hebrews chapter number 11, it tells of those who gave their life, of those who sojourned, of those who left houses and lands, of those who traveled through wilderness and desert, of those who were going and they gave their life. The Bible says that they were persecuted, that they were tortured, that they starved. It says of them that they were thrown in fires. It says of them that they were torn asunder. And then it says these having not obtained the promise, but seeing it afar off. I'm going to tell you, we're going through things right now, and I talk to people, and I feel the burdens, and I feel the heaviness. But one thing we have, that the Old Testament saints did not have was we have an access to the throne room of God. Think about that just for a moment. Think about that for a moment. We have access to something they never felt, they never touched, they never accessed, and yet they still endured and they didn't give up and they gave their life. I'm thankful that when life is low and life is tough that I can still come into the house of the Lord. Paul said, I can go boldly into the throne room of grace. Oh, somebody, we have a good heritage today. Hallelujah. We've been given a good heritage today. Yes. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord this morning and thank God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So we have been given a good heritage. We could talk beyond just the Word, and we can talk beyond the Spirit. But thank God for our apostolic foundation. I'm thankful, amen, that I know who Jesus is. I'm thankful that I know who Jesus is. And he's more than just a man. He's more than just a historical figure, but he is the mighty God in Christ. I'm thankful today that I know the truth of the baptism in Jesus' name. Full immersion, amen. Buried in the name of the Lord, amen. For the remission of sins. Old things are passed away and all things are made new. Amen. That's buried. I, I know I still have a memory and I can remember things. Amen. But it's been buried in the blood of Jesus. It's been washed. Amen. And I don't have to feel guilty or condemned because of the truth of God. I'm thankful for the power of His Spirit. And we've been giving a good heritage. So I want to share, if I can, in just a couple of minutes, three things.
that we must guard against to continue apostolic heritage. Three things we must guard against to continue apostolic heritage. We read in Matthew chapter number 16, Jesus said, I will build my church. We read in Acts chapter 2 and 38, 39, rather, that the promise was unto them. Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost, and he said unto you and to your children. That, that is the preceding generations. And he said, and to all that are afar off those that we can see and those that we cannot see, that there would be a continuing generation, that there would be a continuance in the apostolic church. Jesus said, I will build my church. Not I want to, not I may be. He said, I will. I can stand today in confidence that God is going to have a church. And so we want to continue the apostolic heritage, and it's up to us whether or not we choose to be a part of it. So three things that we must guard against. Are you ready? Three things. Number one, you must guard against ungratefulness. You must guard against ungratefulness. We are recipients of an apostolic heritage that has been passed down from the faith of Abraham to the New Testament church to the day of Pentecost to the day that Peter preached this message. The apostolic heritage has been passed down from that day of Pentecost all the way to today. In our recent history, just over a hundred years ago, we saw the resurgence around the world of the outbreak of the Holy Ghost through places like Azusa Street and other places simultaneously around the world. We thank God for those men and those women and those people that were willing to lay aside their religious traditions to allow God to revive something new, to birth something new in them. But that was something that was birthed on the day of Pentecost. And today we must guard against ungratefulness. We cannot take what has been given and presented for granted. We cannot walk in here with a sense of entitlement. We cannot walk in here and just dismiss. Hear me. We cannot dismiss their consecration, their dedication, their faithfulness, and their sacrifice for the heritage that was restored and that was handed to them. But today we must be grateful that we have been given, that we have been gifted so precious a gift. There is nothing greater, amen, than the fact uh, that I was preached to, that I was prayed for, that I was baptized by and that I was raised up by people that love the truth. Oh, somebody thank God today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. A trait of the last days, it says that men will be ungrateful. 2 Timothy 3 and 2, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient 
to parents unthankful and unholy. He said in Romans chapter 1 and verse 21 that because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. I'm here to preach to us. Hear me, CTK. Hear me, fathers and mothers. Hear me, women and women, boys and girls. We cannot take our heritage for granted. We cannot be unthankful. We cannot dismiss. Amen. The old time religion just because it's not in fashion now doesn't mean it wasn't worth it just because their styles and traditions amen may not be fashionable now or understood now doesn't mean they weren't dedicated and they weren't consecrated and they weren't faithful well, I don't want to just dismiss them I don't want to get to a place amen where I think that I'm better amen but I want to thank God. I thank God for every prayer meeting. I don't know if I'm making sense. You say, well, well, I'm not ungrateful. Uh-huh. Let's talk about it. How do we act? Amen. When church isn't comfortable. We, we live in a day, I, I'm stepping out of my notes here. This is dangerous. This is very dangerous. You don't know the week I've had. This is very dangerous for me right now to step out of my notes. But I'm here, I tell you, I'm a dead man walking. And I have all, to live is Christ and to die is gain. I've been punched at, beat at, talked about, talked down this week probably more than anything else. But I'm here to help tell hell, tell the devil, and tell you I'm still standing. And whether or not you're you're standing or not, I'm still here. I'm living in grace. I'm not perfect, but I'm still here. Hey Amen. You, you can be seated. You can be seated. That was just me ranting. That wasn't me in the Holy Ghost. Let's, let's be clear. Okay? This has been one of those weeks. But I'll tell you where you become ungrateful. When church isn't comfortable, you tune church out. When church doesn't fit your, your ideas, you turn church off. You walk away from church. You blame the church for everything. I'm going to tell you what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for people and stories that said, they told me I had to be baptized, so we went down to the river. Or we went down to the creek. <laughs> Some people say, no, I want a heated baptistry. And it's got to be on this time, and it's got to be on that. Nobody's going to help me preach today. You may help me. You may not help me. It's not going to change my message. Other people say, well, I'm not coming to church because they don't have this or they don't have that. I'm thankful for every person that gathered. You know, I'm thankful for today, the namesake of my son. Where's my son? He's down here. The namesake of my son. We named him Luca Alonzo Romine. My great-grandfather, who I never know was what knew, was Lloyd Alonzo Romine. He was the first person to come into the church. He came into church under T.C. Davis. He was a contemporary there with Bishop G.T. Haywood in Indianapolis, and he came to the church and gave God his life. He became an evangelist. I have pictures of, of he took his children, and a and poor man didn't have anything, and he became an evangelist, and they would all travel, traveled around. And then he went and pastored a church for a little while, 
in Shelbyville, Indiana. He left Indianapolis, went out into a rural area. Then he left that, and he was called to pastor in a church in Terre Haute, Indiana. He went there, and he pastored for two years. Church was running about 150 people. He pastored there for two church for two years, but the church did not want to grow. And so he said, if you don't want to grow, God sent me here to have revival. If you don't want to grow, then I'm not the pastor for you. He resigned the church and left them on their own. I thank God they're still around. They're still apostolic. But he left that and he went over across town. He started church in his garage. All he had was a dirt floor and they got sawdust and they put it on the dirt floor so that it wouldn't be mud. And he built a church out of that. That was his desire and that was his heartbeat. And my prayer throughout my ministry has been, God, don't let me be ungrateful. I thank God for every person that said, maybe all we've got is a sawdust floor, but God, we're going to do, we're going to take the sacrifice. Maybe I don't have everything. I thank God for every all night prayer meeting. I thank God for saints they used to worship when they didn't have music. Thank God we've got music and musicians and, and we got praise singers that sing for us when we don't know the words and there's still sound when we're not open our mouth and we've got screens and everything else. But I'm telling you, we ought to be thankful for every person that sang when it didn't sound pretty, that worship when the preaching wasn't the best, that loved God, that prayed when nobody else was there. Come on, don't dismiss your heritage and the people that gave I ought to come in here today with a shout in my heart because I've got so much given to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. I've got to go on to the next thing. Be aware. Be aware of what God revealed to them, of what God gave them, and what they gave God. The second thing you've got to guard against is you've got to guard against compromise. The temptation to justify your struggles... And your failures in battle because you live in 2021. They didn't. It's a lie. Well, they didn't have to face the things that we had to face today. They didn't have to deal with the things that we had to deal today, deal with today. But I'm here to tell you that every generation faces the same devil, the same hell, the same spirit of the world and the same temptation to compromise. They had every chance to compromise back then. They had every chance to walk away back then. But someone stayed faithful. Someone stuck it out. Someone didn't give up when they felt like throwing in the towel. And you're here today as a result. You're here today, whether you're first generation, second generation, third generation, somebody found your family somewhere along the way. Maybe you were in a gutter. Maybe they were in a gutter. Maybe they were in a high and lofty seat. But some humble person, I'm pretty sure, found them. Somebody was a witness on the job. Somebody was a testimony in the neighborhood. It was a grandmother, a man that had nothing. It was a man that had lost everything. It was a son that had other opportunities but said, no, I'll choose Christ. Don't give in to the lie, amen, to compromise, to water down, to let down, amen. I'm here to preach in 2021, the buildings may look different. Our customs of worship may look different. Our traditions in our culture may look different. But one thing that should always look the same is the foundation. Jesus said, upon this rock. 
That rock doesn't change. The foundation is Jesus Christ. The foundation of the church is still built upon the truth of Jesus Christ. The wise man builds his house upon the rock. It's a temptation to compromise. I'm telling you, I feel that strong in the world today. I feel it strong in the church too. As we travel, as we see things, as we talk to people, as we encounter things, the spirit of ungratefulness, but also there's a spirit of compromise. Be careful what you are so quick to throw away and dismiss. Be careful when you think. Take heed when you think you stand. Lest ye fall to think that I can handle this. I, I can handle this. I'm going to tell you, you, you can't handle sin. You, you can't buddy up with sin. Don't let compromise be in your heart. We've lost a hunger for holiness. Hear me. We want the power of the Holy Ghost. But do we want the consecration that goes with it? Give us a hunger for holiness. Give us a hunger for holiness. There's something wrong with me if I can go from church service to church service and never let there be a praise on my lips and never let there be a prayer in my heart and there's never a song in my spirit. There's something wrong with me if I can go and enjoy the, 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 the fun and the things of this world. Amen. And, and I'm not desirous for the things of God. There's got to be a hunger for holiness. Got a hunger for holiness. God, God, I, God, God I want to be holy, Lord. Make me holy, God. Holy Holiness is not about pride. It's not about arrogance. That's a lie of the devil that tries to separate you. You know what holiness is about? Holiness is about preparing yourself for the presence of God. God told Moses, take your shoes off because you're standing on holy ground. You know what he was telling him? Take your sandals off. You're standing on holy ground. What were the sandals? The sandals was what? He wore to travel in his journey. And when he came to sacred ground, God said, don't bring the stuff that you've collected along the way into my presence. You've got to be willing to take it off. You've got to be willing to separate it. You've got to be willing to let go of the traces of the world that are in your life. Come on, be careful what you mock people for. Be careful what you allow in your spirit. There's got to be a hunger and a desire and a willingness to lay down everything and say, God, you can take this whole world, but give me Jesus. I don't just want to be holy in my appearance. I'm going to tell you, if you think holiness only goes surface deep, you've missed the whole thing. Because when holiness gets a hold of you, come on, life looks different. The home is different. The marriage is different. Come on, we need a baptism of holiness in our marriages. We need a baptism of holiness in our homes. We need a baptism of holiness in our leisure time. The guard against compromise. And finally, I come to a close if they'll come to the music. The final thing you must guard against is you must guard against pride. Continuing apostolic heritage, we must guard against pride. 
Just because we are now doesn't mean we are better. Let me say that again. Just because we are now doesn't mean we are better. We can get so prideful in our, in our, our faith and our walk with God that we start thinking we're better than the apostles. That we do church better than our apostles. We do, we do church better than the founders. Talking about our Christian and our apostolic heritage, I thank God for men like Bishop G.T. Haywood, men like A.D. Urshan. I thank God for men and women, men like T.C. Davis. I thank God for men and women that would respond to the call of God, that would break through social and societal barriers, that would be modern-day apostles. I thank God for missionaries like the Freemans. I thank God for people that go into territories. I thank God there's so many unnamed missionaries. Brother Blake, you've shared with me so many stories of missionaries that you talked about that, that predate any organizational kind of structure and they just went. People in India and people in Asia, people that went carrying the truth, they didn't have an organization to help raise funds for them and help them. They just went. They depended on God and churches found out about it and took offerings. They didn't have Instagram and Facebook to share the reports and their needs. They didn't have FaceTime and telephones to be able to call that day and say, hey, we need such and such money and it could be wired. No, they took boats around the world. They would ride for months to get to their destination. And then when they had a need, they would write a letter hoping it made it back. They would wait weeks and months for a response. Then it would be even longer before they would receive supplies that would come. Just because we are now, our churches are bigger. They're more comfortable. When Pentecost started 100 years ago, it's great revival sweeping. It's renewal. It didn't start 100 years ago, but when it renewed, people were gathering in tents. People were gathering in humble places. They were renting storefronts all across the nation and the world. They were the people on the backside of the tracks. The Pentecostals were the crazy ones. They called them the giggly blukes. They made names and they, they made up stuff. That's, that's the revival. I'm talking about it. It broke, it broke all kinds of barriers in the city of Indianapolis where I'm from, where I grew up. Bishop G.T. Haywood, the son of two North Carolina slaves, was pastoring a church in Indianapolis in the 19-teens, in the 1920s. And his church was 60%, almost 50% black and white. The city didn't like it. The newspaper wrote against it. The police chief came out and tried to shut them down. The revivals would break out. He would send people from his church and he would send them out to start other churches. And as he would send them out, they'd go into neighborhoods. They wouldn't let, they they would try to prohibit blacks and whites from meeting in the same building or in the same gathering. So on one occasion, they, they rented out the same building and they said, okay, we'll obey your ordinance. And so they had whites on one floor and blacks on another floor so they could hear each other singing and praising. And they were still under the same roof. 
They would break norms. We're talking about the 19-teens. We're not talking about the 2000s and 2020. We're talking about the 19-teens and the 1920s. They would go across Fall Creek. Bishop Haywood would go north of Fall Creek where, where it was an unwritten rule that that black people were not allowed to live, and he would go and he would buy the local dump yard, junkyard dump there, and he would excavate that, and he would build his great building. And God would bring about a great revival. They would go from there, and they would go into storefronts. And they would write, write things. It was all over these crazy Pentecostals, crazy Pentecostals. It was in one of those crazy Pentecostal churches that my grandfather walked. Yes. down the road in 1925 and he wandered into Pleasant Avenue Pentecostal Church. Yeah. And he went in there and it was nuts. They couldn't sing on tune. It wasn't like the cathedral. It wasn't like the nice denominal church that had the choir and everything was right. But only certain people were allowed. Not everybody. Don't make a mistake. Not everybody was welcome or permitted to go. But at the Pentecostals, anybody could come. Yeah. So a tattooed up man that sort of lived a renegade life walks into a church out of the gutter. He's walking on his way home. He said, God, I don't know what was happening there, but if you're real and if that was real, I want what you've got there. God filled my grandfather with the baptism of the Holy Ghost walking down Morris Street on the south side of Indianapolis one night. I'm going to tell you, just because we are now doesn't mean we are better. I'm thankful for heated baptistries, and I thank God for padded pew chairs, and I thank God for screens and, and umbrellas and porticos. I thank God for air conditioning and heat and all of that stuff. But be careful before we think we are better or we're the greatest thing that's here. We're building on someone else's work. God said this. Look at what Paul said. He said, so then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. I got a newsflash for you, Brother Caraway. I'm nothing, and you're nobody. And God's going to build a church with us or without us. One's going to water. One's going to plant. One's going to water. One's going to plant. One's going to water. One's going to plant. They may forget my name. They may forget your name. I'm building on somebody else's work. I come and I'm following Brother Blake and he was following someone else and they were following someone else. And I'm going to tell you now when a sinner walks in, they're not worried about the name they're looking to find. Can I find God? Can I find the power that, that breaks addiction? Can I find healing? Can I find salvation? <laughs> Hallelujah. Be careful before we start thinking we're so great. I'd rather have Jesus than anything else. You got to guard against pride. I'm going to tell you this. You can say I'm fourth, fifth generation. Is this okay? I'm preaching as long as I want today. Is this okay? I'm going to tell you what else we've got to guard against. Being fourth or fifth generation and thinking that you're something. Because, well, I've been raised in the church. Did you not hear the parable of the 11th hour? Yeah. God can bypass me so quick. Yeah. 
he can find somebody on the street tomorrow. Bring them in and raise them up and use them. I can't make my heritage. I can't wear my apostolic heritage as some kind of a pride or some kind of entitlement that I ought to be able, amen. Well, I ought to be able to sing the solo and I ought to be able to do the song and look at how long I've been around and I ought to be able to preach and I ought to be. No, God's going to raise up people in the last moment and He's going to quicken them and He's going to use them and He's going to bring them in because it's His church. It's not my church. And I'm going to tell you, if we just think we're great and we stop being about the king's business. God will bypass us. He'll go find another hungry church. He'll find another hungry soul and another place. I'm here to tell you, we cannot guard against pride. I'd rather go back to sawdust floors and storefronts where the power of the Holy Ghost moved than to be in some closed up, tight-fisted, starchy, apostolic church that can't have the liberty of God move. Take me to a place where the sinner can be saved. Take me to the place where the broken can be healed. Take me to the place where the hungry can be fed. Take me to the place where the lost can be found. Stand together with me today. There's a memorial in Russia. I don't have the article in front of me. I have it, but I don't have it in front of me. And on that memorial, it is a memorial. And it's called the Eternal Flame. But because they don't feel that it's necessary to keep the flame going all the time, literally, they only light it for special occasions and they set up a cardboard flame in the memorial the rest of the time. I'm going to tell you what we have to guard against in the apostolic church. Is being so proud of what God did for me 20 years ago or 10 years ago or 5 years ago that we only light the flame for special occasions. And we're propping up cardboard flames the rest of the time in our life. Help me, Holy Ghost. Not to just light the flame when it's Sunday or revival or camp meeting or seasonal times. But God, when I walk home, God, let me have the flame going in my heart. When I go to my work, let me have the flame going in my heart. Come on, church. Come on. Does anybody feel my heartbeat today? Does anybody receive what God is speaking to us today? Come on, God, I'm hungry. I want to continue the apostolic heritage that God has given us. Come on, is there somebody that would run to an altar today? Is there somebody that would find a place to pray, find a a pew, find an altar, find a place? to say, God, I'm not coming for somebody else. I'm coming for myself. God, in me, you've got to stir up the gift. God, in me, you've got to to anoint me. God, in me, I've got to have a revival. Come on, we've got to continue what God has given to us. Come on, young person. Come on, youth. Come on, you've got to pick up the flame. You've got to pick it up in your life. 
Come on, there's a call of God in this house this morning. There's a call of God in this house this morning. Hallelujah, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, take me back to that
I pray tonight over every man, every woman, every father, every mother, God. Every